0: This episode of the golf gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Sign up using our free link and receive $500 risk-free bet. That's right. 500 bucks. And if it, you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt head over to sports slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports gambling, com slash W Y N N. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports dot com slash B That's sports gambling podcast.com slash B T V and we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right, no vig and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code sgp for a free 10 dollar bet. That's betteredge.com promo code sg and we're also brought to you by Ace Brehead. Ace is a leader in pay providers and they make it super easy to style your own sports book. Plus Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at Aceberhead.com slash SGP. That's Aceberhead.com slash SGP All right, welcome back. DJs. is it's time for the DFS and betting breakdown for the Sony Open. It's Boston capper with the God of golf golf of himself, Steve Shimmer. What's up, man. How you doing there?
1: Not much. I am ready to break down the Sony open here. There are uh it, it's good to have a full field finally. And uh, you know, I mean, we, so with the golf gambling podcast, we split up the week into two parts, but uh, we probably will still end up doing an hour and a half anyway, just because
0: that's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. And uh, I do have uh, a head cold, so I apologize for any uh, gravelly, more gravelly than normal voice and uh, any sniffing that makes it through uh, the microphone. So yeah, listen, man, I'm excited. Uh, like you said, full field, um, beautiful course. Again, uh, lots of, uh, lots of history, lots of stupid trends to follow and waste our money on. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully you can find the right trend. And, uh, and listen, man, green screens last week, let's keep it going, man. Two weeks in a row. Let's go did you know that I think Sony is the
1: longest tenured sponsor of any tournament in the really? RPG tour? Yeah. I, I didn't even know. Sony was really around for, you know, more than like 60 or 70 plus years. But I mean, it, it, it's funny. Cause I mean, you see these like tournaments get like new names and new sponsors every year. And Sony of all things has been the one to uh, to stick. How long has it been around? I think this tournament has been playing since like the f- early fifties. What
0: the hell was Sony making back in the 50s? Like records?
1: I mean, it was the first, like, you know, 80 ton, 80 ton color TV that, like, <laughs> yeah, so that's just, that's yeah. True. that all our parents just crowd around to watch Ed Sullivan.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, yeah, listen, I'm excited. So we kind of touched on, uh, we did the course breakdown. You guys can go back and listen to that. We talked about, um, what we're looking at uh, as far as the type of golfers, uh, has anything really changed since Sunday? Uh, any, any, any weather concerns or things like that that make you want to change the type of golfer we're looking for? Like good, good mid irons, uh, good putting on Bermuda accuracy with the driver. Anything change?
1: No, nah, not really. Um, I mean, I, 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 had a couple other angles. I talked about the slide channel I'll mention, uh, you know, briefly. So just, you know, look at the weather report though, might get a little bit of rain on Tuesday and Wednesday. That'll soften up the course a little bit. That might make it maybe a little more advantageous for the putters. You know, generally when you get these soft PG tour birdie fests, you know, usually just turns into a putting contest. So that might end up doing that. But otherwise, I mean, the weather looks great, you know, low eighties all week, uh, some small chance of showers during the tournament, nothing too um, significant, nothing like last year where it basically was a downpour and they had to play preferred lies in the final round. And there was mud balls everywhere. And that's why you saw some guys like, you know, you had this perfect shot in the fairway and they would blast off the planet, you know, 80 <laughs> yard left or right. So, but uh, you know, the wind doesn't look too bad either. Um, you know, maybe 10 to 15 mile per hour winds on Thursday, maybe some double digit wins on Sunday. But honestly for Hawaii, that's really not that, you know, that bad. These golf courses are kind of, you know, built to handle at least some moderate wind. So I mean overall, I, I expect this thing to be a birdie fest. I expect scores to be, you know, the wind score probably, you know, minus twenty two, probably around where we had the cap a little last week. Um and then as far as like things I'm looking at, you know, same thing as far as, you know, look at my scoring clubs. So, you know, how do you do with your irons? How do you your putting? Because, you know, if you look at the strokes gain data, those two things go hand to hand. You know, if you're a better iron player, you're gonna gain more strokes with your approach shots. Make a little less if you sink the putt because you're hitting it closer. Vice versa, if you're a better putter, now it's gonna an iron player, you know, kind of bounces out. So look at your scoring clubs. Mid-iron play is important. You know, there's a lot of moderate approach shots into greens just because of where the dog legs are. Guys are hanging back a little bit off the tee. Um, you know, look at your core golf courses, Harbor town, Al uh, Camilio and I heard a couple of PJ national comps this week. And I, I guess I kind of see it that, you know, thinking with PJ nationals, there's so many bogeys on that golf course. There's a lot of hazards and here there's only one water hazard. So, uh, but I mean, it's Bermuda green. So I guess I see the comp, you know, sea islands, another one too. Um, and then the last angle, as I, you know, just looked at the past, you know, Ten years or so with this tournament, so there's a magic number that you have to hit in order to win this tournament. You know, in some tournaments, you know, if you want to win, you have to putt well. But this one is the most important. So the magic number is you have to gain 5.6 strokes total uh, putting for a tournament. That's about 1.4 strokes per round, and that's been consistent all the way going back to Ryan Palmer when he won in 2010. So, you know, it, it, if you're picking out rights this week. You know, if you're looking at like, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, steer your thunder. I don't know if you're on him this week, but like, Akawa Morikawa, <laughs> can he gain 5.6 strokes putting this week? You know, if you really uh, want to have <laughs> answer. Or even Sung can
0: he do that? So I, I mean, have more faith it, in Sanjay doing that than Morikawa. And I'm, I, and like, I look, we'll get into it as we break down the players, but I was. I mean, Mori's one of my favorite plays this week and I don't like that stat. That that yeah. does not make me feel warm and fuzzy.
1: No, I mean, when's the last time he gained five point six? I think it probably Ever? was No, I think he did it the workday when he won. So it's possible, but I mean I'll he's like struggling a lot. So that, that and that's something to keep in mind. Like it, it doesn't mean like the guy had to do it last week and then he'll do it this week. Right. I mean, just yes. look at their recent form. Have they done it? Like had, do you have faith if you're gonna bet somebody to you know to win outright? Can you trust that they can get to that level? Because that's the they're going to need to get to that, at least what you know history suggests, in order to actually win the tournament. Now, for draft kings top tens, listen, those guys who are bad putters who lose strokes and end up finishing towards the top. But if if you want to bet the you know the outrights, you got to make sure they can at least are a little halfway decent around the greens
0: all right. And I've been hearing some stuff as far as like scrambling is going to be a little uh, more difficult this week, right? Greens are a little uh, smaller uh, that Bermuda rough uh, makes it a little more tough. So maybe that scrambling around the green uh, might be a little more important this week too.
1: Yeah. I mean the composition of this field though, it's kind of those like mid-level PJ tour stars. So most of these guys are pretty competent scrambling anyway. So, and honestly, I mean, like, I, 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 get the, I get the angle, but scrambling does make up kind of a low proportion of how you score.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it's more about I, almost like bogey avoidance and like blowing up on a hole than anything. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I tend to look at scrambling a little more importantly when it's like, when the scores are muted, like, I, like par is a good score. Like here, if you're yeah. scramming a whole lot, you probably got other problems to begin with. So I mean, it, I, I would use it maybe to break ties, but You know the name of the game is birdies, and the name of the games is to score very well here. And you know, I mean, well, I appreciate you know that sentiment, and and, and it's true. It's smaller greens. You know, you have to scramble a little more. But I mean, it's if you're scrambling, you're already you're already in trouble. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. So let's talk about some guys who are picking up steam this week from anything we've read uh, or listened to. Uh, I mean, Munez, Webb, obviously, uh, Morikawa, M. Uh, Maury cow was actually, uh, I was actually just looking as we were bringing him up because I was like, "Wait, How chalky is he going to be? I mean, he's still 15%. Uh, kids is super high owned. Uh, Paul Palmer's like 15%. Uh, Cam Davis repeating champ. Uh, how do you feel about that? Right? So uh, how do you feel about taking the defending champ?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on the person. Okay. You know, first of all. Um, I mean, just I think we general. get, to, how about just in general, in general, I think it's kind of in a vacuum. I mean, I, I guess there is something to, you know, he's probably not going to repeat because there's a lot of media obligations they have to do before a tournament, you know, now with COVID, I mean, that's a little less now, you right. know, you have to worry about it. So, I mean, I guess that's an angle there, but just in general, you know, take out this giant pandemic and there's, you know, Seventy-five thousand fans on the golf course, right. full media. You know, asking questions. Usually, that's not really a good thing. That's why it's kind of hard for guys to go back to back year over year because there's a lot of obligations they have to do pre-tournament. You know, there's a lot of charity things, a lot of you know special spots they do. It, it kind of takes
0: a little bit of focus away from preparation. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then some of the cheaper guys, um, which kind of pisses me off. I was on uh, one of them, like Doug Gim is double-digit ownership malnati there's double digit ownership. Like,
1: well, there, there's a reason for that that we'll cover.
0: I, I mean, I know, listen, I get it, but the point is, is I am so uncomfortable taking a six K golfer that has double digit ownership. Like the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's just not like, I mean, how, especially in a GPP, like. 10% sounds good. It sounds like low ownership, but if you're playing with 200,000 people, that means 20,000 people have Doug Gim and your, your lineup is gonna needs to be better in somewhere else. And you got Doug Gim who could, you know, who, who looks good. I mean, I got him in some year long stuff cause he was cheap, but Christ man, what, 10% for Doug Gim. Like, come on. I don't know. Well from a commerce standpoint, it always blows up in your face too like all, you
1: all how many tournaments do we go through where we see these like you know low seven thousand high six thousand guys that get eight to ten percent ownership that just miss the cup by a mile so yeah. I mean that's something to keep in mind if you're just superstitious or a little bit but uh, I mean I, I have a reason why those guys are that shocky and it, it might not necessarily have to do with their talent level
0: uh we'll, we'll cover that when we get to the under seven thousand dollars range though. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, all right. So who, who, who's, who's not getting any love? I'll tell you who's not decky. Nobody is touching that dude. That dude has like full blown leprosy. Like his limbs are falling off and people are giving him uh, a wide berth as he's walking, walking down the street. Uh, um, anybody else that really jumps out? I mean, Harris English, cause he just won last week, but I mean, I'm looking today. He's still over 10%.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the, the Harris English is more from the mainstream podcast that just well, you know, well, he's, you know, he's not focused and he's probably went out partying and I mean, never mind that Harris English is probably a God fearing, you know, born again Christian that probably hasn't touched a drink in you know ten years. <laughs> yeah, so <me> <laughs> who knows? We have no idea what he's doing. I mean, I, I, the, it's definitely Narrative Street. Why? You know, something like Harris English or even walking. Need a little bit too, just because they were in a playoff. So, you know, do they still have their edge? You know, you're right on Hideki. He is kryptonite. Um, I, I threw out on the podcast. You know, on Sunday, that maybe there's an alternative angle of, well, you know what, listen, he's a good iron player, and, you know, maybe we can do that. No, I mean, even I, when I populated the stats this week, there's a lot of things that I just didn't like seeing, and no one is making that argument for Hideki this week. So, I mean, there's a lot of leverage for him. We'll yeah. cover him once we get to It's
0: only leverage if he does something. If he doesn't well, do anything, you just look like a fucking asshole. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, Mark Leishman, again you know, no one's buying He's 7,900 bucks this week. I don't know about that.
0: Billy horse was not
1: getting a whole lot of love either. Uh, and then Matt Kuchar just, you know, in spite of being, I think the 2018 winner here and just really good course history just has not played very well. And I think people are questioning why he's priced this high. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll talk about him when we get to the, uh, the $8,000 range a little later.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely want to hit on a couple of those guys. Um, Leishman, Billy Ho. Um, yeah, I I'm probably just like everybody else, just kind of skip past Kucha, man. I think that price point is a little too high, but we'll break that down. All right, so the golfers over ten K, man. Uh I mean it's pretty straightforward here, right? You got Webb, uh English who just won, Morikawa, Neiman. How is Hideki? So I like I don't know? I guess it's an algorithm. But I don't understand who's like who is playing Hideki. His ownership has got to be like 3% uh, and then burger uh, at 10 K flat. Um, listen, the guys who I really like here, uh, now you scared me off a little bit with the stat up front, as far as like the putting numbers, but I really like Morikawa. Um, he's really good with his mid to long irons. And that's really important here. And I feel like if he can be accurate with those, he's not going to have those 10, 12 foot putts that he's going to have, maybe he'll leave himself six, seven, and he can make them. Uh, and then uh, I like burger. Uh, I'm on burger this week. I think he's going to get overlooked as far as that goes, just because I think Webb's going to be so popular, right? Just because all the course correlation, he fits all the molds. The thing I worry about with him is uh, I saw it on Twitter. I remember who had it, but basically when he was like the chalk um, and whatever the last tournaments were, like he's going in the wrong direction. It was like first, second, fifth, second, eighth. 13th, stuff like that. So he's going, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like when he's the chalk in, in a place like this, like, I don't know, I think I'd rather just fade him. Um it, And I don't, I don't want to take English. And it's, it, it really is just from a price point. It's not even that he won last week. He's got a great course history here. Um, he could do the same thing. Top five, right? Like I, I, I would not be surprised if he did it, but I just don't like the price point on him. I like Neiman as well at 10, four, hopefully that he's not uh, I don't know. Hopefully he's he's like a like a good cornerback, right? He can just kind of let go when he got burned, and uh, you know he got burned in that playoff. So hopefully it doesn't carry over, and he and he keeps up his good play. Uh, th- those are the guys I like. Uh, uh, so she, I guess if I had to pick two, I'd go uh, Berger and Morikawa. All
1: right. Well, I mean you're right on Webbsins, and he is definitely shocking. And I and I thought maybe coming into the the week that you know his price tag might you know scare some people off. You know, what I mean like you know some of the once you get past the seven thousand dollar range, it gets a little hairy. Maybe that might make some, you know, building a lineup around him he might deter people, but it hasn't. Uh, I mean, his law is going to be over 20% just because it's a web Simpson course, yep. read grass par 70, blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear that all week on everything else. I'm not going to go over his resume again in a place like this. He's great. Yep. If you can build, if you can build a lineup, you're comfortable using him. I mean, go for it. You're going to be with a lot of people, but I mean, he could easily win this too. And pay it back. Um, run burger. Burger is very popular this week. He has been talked about everywhere. Uh, the ownership projections also reflected too. he's gonna be over 20%. I love burger as well. I mean, I'm going to talk about burger a lot tonight um, just because, you know, he had such a good ball striking week last week and didn't do well with the putter. I know there's that winning upside putting in him because I've seen it before. He's very good in Bermuda golf courses. He's been good here. Uh, I think he's going to come back pretty strong and, you know, have a little bit, bit of a bounce back week uh, on the greens. Um, I mean, just like we kind of referenced earlier, there's narrative street that Harrison English and walking Neiman just are suddenly going to turn to terrible golfers. despite all the form they've shown recently and how good they've been. I mean, I think of the two, I prefer Neiman I'm with you. Um, I think he's a little better ball striker. Um, but I mean, I could see Harris English come back with the top 10 too. Yeah. I mean, a, and I think a lot of people are being scared of and Honestly, both their ownership percentages are pretty depressed right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, maybe you can get some people napping. I mean, listen, I mean, JT went back to back at the Kapalua and the Sony once upon a time. Yeah. So, I mean, it is po- possible in order to do it. So, you know, who knows? Um, with Morakal, I mean, listen, he could finish top 10. You know, he's, he can definitely ball strike his way to a good performance. Just the putting number kind of scares me, Um, and just I don't know. I mean, like maybe it's just the last round kind of scared me off a little bit. I can see that. He played. played. He
0: played good the first three days, though. Like he played. He played real good the first three. He days, did. Right. And, uh,
1: another putting thing that kind of concerns me, though. So he only lost about half a stroke total putting.
0: Yeah, well, it was on week. Sunday.
1: Well, okay, but for the week. But that means just over four rounds. There's some downward mobility there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: No, no. Like, like, it, like it's not
1: like it's not like Burger when I'm like, okay, I can see him coming back, or even like who else had a bad putting Like Sung Jay. Like there's some upward mobility there too. With more coward, it could go further down too. Yeah. So nice. and, and with his price point, I mean you you need him to finish at least top ten
0: oh, geez. No, with his price point, you need him top five. I well,
1: listen, it's, I mean it's, 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 it's score. All right. Like, yeah, it's 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 six guys. So if he finishes top ten, if you hit on a couple of other things, then yes, like you know, it'll be fine. But I mean, if he finishes, you know, if he has a stroke, bad putting week, loses multiple strokes, you know, on the on the greens, maybe finishes like you know twenty first. You're not yeah, gonna be yeah, happy there. Obviously. Yeah. So that that's my only concern with him. I mean, he did play great at the Sony last last year. I just the putting scares me. Um. So I I think I'm gonna be off him, and then obviously, Hideki. Um. No, I, I can't even do it. Like you said, it's only leverage if he actually
0: does exactly. Something. And that's the same thing. we can kind of get, I want to touch on something with the, with like, listen to some of these people talk about like picking out golf bets and like, well, it's great value. It's a good number. It's not. It's not a good number if it's if it's if it's not going to hit. Like I don't give a shit if it's forty or so. Oh, it went from, uh, you know, it was at sixty and now it's at fifty. I got great value. It's only great value if it hits. Like who cares? Like I don't know. That shit drives me nuts. Like I understand like value on like uh, when you're when you're talking about spread in football and things like that. Like but like I get value, but at the same point, like these guys run around touting that they got like the right number that didn't hit. Well, you didn't get the right golfer. So who gives a shit what value you got? Your money's still gone. Well, here's the thing too. Like, I mean, this isn't Hideki from 2017. Right. So
1: over his last 50 rounds, he's only gained 0. 0.6 strokes per round ball striking. Now that's a good clip, but that's it's a Hideki good clip. It's not a good Hideki clip. That's fourth best of everybody in this range. As far as total strokes gained over the last 50 rounds, he's the worst of all the everybody in this range. So, I mean, you really are banking on him just coming roaring back while he's overcoming legitimate putting yips and just isn't striking the ball. Well, so I just I, I don't know why you would do it, other than you just want to be super contrarian and say to your buddies, Yeah, I had Hideki Matsuyama when he finishes twenty <laughs> fifth again.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh the nine K range to me, uh super interesting. Why don't you uh why don't you break it down a little bit on who you like, who you don't like, or if if you like or don't like anybody.
1: All right. I mean, I, I like most of this range. There's one guy I don't like, but you know, I mean, other than that, it's kind of like last week I li- I like most of that range. So I mean, Sung J M is like burger, very popular. He's very popular in outrights, very popular in DFS. Some people are saying, you know, start your lineup with Sung J. And I mean, listen, that it's, he played great last week with the ball striking. There is upward mobility with a putting, putting, you know, he generally puts a little better on Bermuda uh, that could, you know, definitely improve this week. Uh, yeah. And I think you can definitely expect, you know, some positive regression in order to, uh, you know, do well. I, 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 I'm a little hesitant, you know, as far as backing him for like an outright, we'll talk about that later, just because not quite as confident he can get to that, you know, that magic, you know, 5.6 number, you know, putting, but I mean, listen, he could finish his top five. I was high in him last week. I be high on him this week too. Um, I, I, I like Abraham answered. The more I looked at it, the more I saw, you know, how Kapilua played out for him. Yeah. I, I like how he improved a lot over the weekend. Uh, he gained four strokes, ball striking around three and four, you know, he just got off to the, the tournament on negative start. I liked that He came back there pretty good on Bermuda. He can definitely hit that, you know, that nut putting number as well. I like him here too. I still like Ryan Palmer again, you know, I mean, listen, I liked him, but I, I the popularity scared me and I wish, you know, I wish I just believed that it was good chalk and it turned out it was good chalk. Uh, I think he got smoking when he got him. like, I've heard people this week saying, well, you know, he's 9,200. He's really 9,200. Well, if you look at the stats, I mean, he's, it, he belongs, he is over his last four tournaments that he's played, you know, compared to everybody else. He's been striking the ball better than everybody here.
0: Yeah. So Isn't he like 30th or 35th in the world or something like that right he's now. Like too? 20, he's 20. It's crazy. Like it's not, it's not your daddy's Ryan Palmer. Right. I mean, he seems like he's a different golfer than he was like three years ago.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think he keeps the momentum rolling. I mean, he's, you know, he seems like, I, I, I hate going down narrow street, but he seems like a type of guy that would have Burr's Burr's ass for not win last week. So yeah. in the reality, he could have won it. He could have won it before eagle. it's nine, 200 bucks. Some people are, might take the angle too. Like they do with Neiman and Harris and say, well, he, you know, he's in contention last week. Can't do this week. I think you do it. I kind of like Adam Scott too. I know he didn't put well last week, but he hit the ball. Awesome. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He can improve at least a little bit and he's not very popular in this range. So know, if he can at least be like field average or maybe a little less, like he could definitely have a top, he, like more college, he can ball strike his way to a top 10 finish. So I like it too. I mean, the guy I don't like is cam Smith. Um, like we talked about, I just, he, he doesn't belong with these guys, especially a 600 bucks too. And he's not good to ball striker. Uh, I didn't like what I saw last week. I I'm going to be off him kind of like, I think what the most of the market is too, but I mean, overall I like four of the five guys. Um, I think there's a lot of ways
0: you can go with it. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, so I think it's, I think it's so funny. I think we, we talked about this on, on one of the, one of the fall events. Like you just, I, I, what do I have to do to get you to like Cam Smith? I mean, top 10 at the masters, right? Good young player. Like I get, he, look, he didn't do great last week, right? But he played last week. You know, he's playing now. And, and the, what's the, what is the stat you gave me? Like however many of the last winners had played this week, rolling into the Sony, right? Play capital, going into the Sony. So he's got that. And you're right. I mean, I think he's a decent pivot play. I think he is getting overlooked here. And I look, I'm not in love with him. I'm just saying that uh, I feel like he is being overlooked. And I, mean, I think the kid's a good young golfer. And I don't know why you hate him, Steve. <laughs> I, w- I wish he was a better ball striker on paper.
1: Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I think, and I think I want him to be, I want, I want this idea that he is Sung or he's more and he kind of hasn't been that way. Right. So I, I think I'm a little frustrated too, because he is very up and down. Like when the ball striking comes, it really comes when it's off, it's really off. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I I think I just, I, I want to see more consistency out of him before I invest 9,600 bucks <laughs> into a DraftKings lineup on him. Like if he's, if he, if he's $8,000 range, high sevens, I, I I can see a world I'm we'll using him. but like 9,600 bucks here when, when there's a lot of guys around him that I like, like,
0: yeah. he's not making a cut. I mean, I, listen, I get it. Uh, so I just, I don't, I can't trust Adam Scott. I know the ball striking, and I know the interview after Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was, he hasn't hit the ball this well in like four years. Dude still can't putt. He just can't like, I, I, and I don't know. I just don't trust him. That's it. Like I, I have no other reason other than I just don't trust you. So I'm not going to spend the money on you. <laughs> That's it. Like I, I like, I, I, and I get it. Like he can't ball strike his way like into contention, but Christ, man, there was, is, there is there's so many frustrating golfers when you have money on them or they're in your DFS lineup and you're watching them line up for a four foot putt and you have to worry about it <laughs> like that is that there's, there's no reason to put yourself through that strain over four days, right? Like, listen, there's enough, there's, there's enough stress in gambling where I don't need to just do that to myself. Uh, so I'm going to pass on Adam Scott this week. Yeah. But I agree with everything you said about Palmer and him. Um, I really like him. Everybody likes him. There's a reason why everybody likes him, right? Like. Whatever. Like he's he's gonna be good. Like you said, putt's good on that and he could definitely improve his putting numbers. And I mean, he was he was he was hanging around. I mean, I jumped on him on Friday morning and then I think I doubled down again on Saturday morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever. Like I think he's gonna be good. Um, I think I think the kid probably needs to learn how to take a break a little bit, like hopefully a little bit more this year so he doesn't I feel like last year we just kind of faded uh or the year because he just plays, he never stops playing. Like, bro, take a break. Like go to a spa. Like stop playing every single week and and you're wearing yourself out. I get he's like 22 or 23 however old he is, but yeah, you can't play that much golf.
1: a uh, up. quick update on Sung Jay from last week. Uh I had speculated that he bought his house in Dallas. Oh yeah. Uh, it's,
0: it's actually Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh okay. shit. Oh, uh, he's about to go downhill with all those titty bars down there, bro. Oh man, that's it. He's he's gone. Like he, now, he needs to play golf every week. I forget what I said, Sanjay. Don't go home. Stay golfing because you'll never leave. Like it's. Uh, you ever been down there to uh to the titty bars in Atlanta, this, Steve? I've never been to Atlanta. Okay, well they're nice. Um. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So before we get uh, down to a big range, the eight eight to nine thousand dollar range, gonna let you know that we're brought to you by WinBet a $500 risk-free bet. Send in your first win bet screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get a free t-shirt, tons of boosted bets, including a wheel to spin boost parlays. Perfect for DJs only. Win bet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, Michigan, and is coming soon and more states are on the way. If win bet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free t-shirt by referring a friend sports gambling podcast slash win that's sports dot podcast.com slash wy. N, N All right. So eight K range. This is a pretty big range, right? We got Kiz, Henley, Billy Ho, old man, Johnson, kucher Garcia, Brandon Todd, Lanto Griffin at 8,100 uh, CH three and Eric van Ruyen. So I guess the two I like in here, I was going back and forth between I, I, I like Sergio. Okay. So that the first one I like is Sergio. I I get he's a fucking terrible putter and whatever he showed me enough this past weekend where in a field like this, I feel like I'm with a guy with his talent. I feel like it's a good price point, right? 8,300 for him. Good price point. I'm not betting this dude outright or anything like that. Uh, But a world-class iron player, the putting, obviously he can put himself out of the tournament, right? No question about it, but 8,300, I feel like it's a value. So I was going back and forth between Kiz and Henley. I landed on Henley. Now, looking at the ownership, I mean, they're both chalky as shit. Uh, so I'm just gonna go with Henley and and just kind of ride with it. his His form has been really good. Great ball striker. Can put halfway decent. and Kiz, I don't know, man, when Kiz is chalky, like kind of scares me a little bit when he's chalky. Um, my fades are Lanto Griffin, way too expensive. Like way too. You you play him when he's cheap. Like there's no reason for me to pay up for him when I feel like I can get guys that are just like him uh, in the seven to eight K range. And uh, Eric Van Royen, um, same thing. Way too expensive. Um, no results really on the PGA tour. He's a DFS darling because uh, you put him into a stat model and he pops, but the results are never there. So uh, I'm fading him.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, listen, there's a lot of options that's been used this week on Kisner and Henley. Um, I mean, Kisner is, I think everybody's been aiming to take Kisner at the Sony open for about six months now. So (laughs) listen, I mean, you know, he eats at Bermuda grass golf courses. He's going to be extremely popular. I kind of have the hesitancy too, about him as far as when he's this chalky and it seems like it's such a sure thing to use him. So, right. I mean, on listen on paper. He looks great. He's a scorer. He looks great on Bermuda grass, golf courses, good iron player. So, I mean, it's, he, I guess it, if you're going to take him, you got to make sure you go, you know, can train other places. Um, you know, I, I like Zach Johnson a lot this week too. Um, I mean, obviously there's the, you know, he's a former winner of the Sony open, really good on Bermuda grass golf courses, good putter. He had a really good fall too. And he, he had did. You know, sneaky good it was, you know, he, ever since the PJ championship. So did you know he was like 260th in the world, like in the summer last year, I didn't realize he fell all the way that down. So he, he just got back in the top 100. Um, you know, he had three top tens in the, in the fall. He had a bunch of top twenties and top thirties too. Like he, he just was a consistent performer. He's 8,500 bucks You know, he's good for this golf course. I like him too. I actually kind of like Lance. So I know the price is really expensive, but the dude's been playing really good golf. No. Maybe this is the point when, I mean, listen, he's a young guy. Maybe he's he's a little bit on the Ascension. Like he's a scorer. Like, you know, he hits his irons really good. You know, he, he gets these huge putting numbers too. Like, I think like in three of the last five tournaments, he had like more than four strokes putting, like total yeah. for the tournament. So, is that sustainable, Steve? I mean, well, that was also a couple of months ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a little concerned he had a big putting week last week. He did. So, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy can, I, maybe I'm just tempted by, you know, just how many birdies he can get. So,
0: yeah, look, it, look, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, in reality, like, like we always talk about, right? The difference between f- finishing. 28th and you know, 38th can make no difference if your guy is actually scoring, you know what I mean? And it gets a little birdie run going. That guy gets you six more birdies than the other guys, you know, I don't give a shit how many bogeys you get. Get me more birdies. It's all about scoring. Right. So, I mean, listen, I, I, the 8,100 bucks is a lot though. So
1: I mean, maybe I got to recalibrate that. Um, Brendan Todd's still not getting love and I don't get it. Right. Oh, yeah. I w wh- why he played well last week. You know, I had a golf course that apparently everyone said he was going to do awful at. He actually did fine. You know, despite what I said, I said he was going to be fine. And he was fine. You know, <laughs> he hits a lot of birdies, hits a lot of fairways, good scrambler, good putter. I mean, what, what is, what, what is the market thinking on him that I'm missing at this point? Because the guy, I mean, listen, is it still, everybody thinks he's injured from the toe injury because the last few tournaments he's been fine and he's probably yeah. going to be fine again this week. So I, I love Brendan Todd. He's I, I, I I'm definitely gonna be on him. My fades. Um, so Billy Horschel. Um, I think people still have this idea in his head that he's like a Kisner, that he's like a Zach Johnson. He's really like a putter, great iron player, and he kind of just isn't anymore, or at least he hasn't been playing like it.
0: Well, so I appreciate him melting down on Sunday, so I could push my leashman over uh, bet. So that was well, there. You cool.
1: go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that is an Like he did play great until Sunday, but just. I mean, the, res- the, res- the end result was the end result. So, yeah. And then uh, I don't like Sergio, and I do not like him with a passion this week.
0: There, there uh, are right, a lot, talk, there are a lot talk, of talk, things I do Look, I'm kind of looking for a reason to get talked off of. All right? So all right. We talk.
1: All right. Well, for this is his first time playing this event, by the way, ever. Somehow he's never played this event before. I'm that not seems, really sure. That why. seems very strange. Okay, so he's never played this event before. He's not a world class iron player anymore. I mean, if you look at his, some of his ball striking stats with iron over the last year or so, it, where he gained stats is off the tee. Like, he's a monster driver now. The iron play is kind of subsided, and he's a terrible putter.
0: Oh, he's exactly. nice. Clearly, he's a terrible putter. So, I mean, I mean listen, look, close.
1: you have so many guys who can score here. You have Kisner, who can score, Henley, who can score, Zach Johnson can score, Brendan Todd can score, Lanto Griffin can score. And then Sergio, like if he has a bad putting performance, you know, one of the first two days you're missing the cut dude. I know. So, I, know. I mean, I mean, th- there's a lot of negative things about Sergio that I don't like that. I just, again, they're, they're surrounded by a lot of other things. Now listen, like, I mean, I, I think the market in general is kind of soured on Sergio. So if this is where you want to make a stand, you can do it. But I mean, I, I, I prefer to make a stand when I can't point to four or five things that I hate about
0: it. <laughs> well, shut up with your logic. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, I mean, look, the price point is basically the same with Todd. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll take around and mess around with some of the lineups there, but I really don't think I'm going to go Lanto just because I don't know. I'm just not going to go. He's just too, he's too popular for his price point. It just scares me. Um, all right, man. So this is like always, right. We get down to this range and this is where, you know, you got to make some really hard decisions, right. Uh, the, the, the seven K range. So, who do you like? Uh, give me uh, whatever. Give me two or three of your favorites, uh, and who are you are fading? You know if you're fading anybody down there.
1: All right. Well, I mean, it seems like the entire industry is on Sebastian Munoz this week, as far as DFS. I think. I mean, listen, he's good, but at, literally everyone bet him this week. Everyone bet him at sixty-five to one to win this tournament. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm actually going to go with another guy, seventy-eight hundred bucks, who I really like. That actually looks better in the stat sheet to me. That's Brian Harmon. The dude just consistently piles out top thirties ever since the middle of last summer, great putter. He's an okay iron player, but he's good on Bermuda. Good at this golf course. You know, he feels like that safe vanilla, boring option that you have. But listen, like if you want to just make, make six guys who make the weekend, that's always been really been doing. And he's been scoring too. So yeah. I'll take him. I like Taylor, Taylor Gooch. I haven't heard his name a whole lot this week but like kind of like with Lanto, like, you know, he's got some really big numbers with the ball striking that's in his arsenal, big putting numbers too. He's decent on Bermuda. I I like him. Um, I mean, Matthew Neesmith is kind of a stat God this week. I've heard some people kind of talk, talk themselves out of it just because, I mean, he does pop on the fantasy nationals and all those databases, but listen, I mean, you know, there's a lot of good things about him. He had a really good fall. He's pretty good on Bermuda. You know, he scores well with his irons and putting, you know, he's somebody who can definitely get into, you know, mid teens on the par. I, I like him. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys I like, um, you know, I'll hit them on the end, but I'll, uh, I'll give it to you. Who uh who are your th-
0: your three guys? So listen, it, I, I can't not talk about CWO man. Like CWO, like 7,600, like he's not getting talked about. He's, he's sub 10%. Like I like, am I wrong to think he's Probably, if uh, outside of Morikawa, he's probably top five, like long range iron player in this in this field. I would say top ten, yes. Top ten. All right, right. So whatever. At, at this price point, he's got one an upside. Like it's not a long course. Like uh, don't, same thing as always with Siwu man. You don't even know what you're gonna get, right? But I like him a lot. I, I hate the fact that he didn't play last week, but um, yeah, listen, uh, I like Siwu. Uh, I'm on. I'm on Munez. I, I don't care. He played so bad on Friday or Thursday rather, but he played so well over the weekend. Like he dug himself out of that hole. Um, I'm in, I'll eat the chalk with him. I think he's good chalk this week, especially at that price point when you, where you're building it, like whatever differentiate, differentiate somewhere else. He's only 15% on. He's the same as Maury Cowher, Henley and Palmer. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's not crazy. Uh, and then I think I'm going back to Leishman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know at this point It's just to irritate you. Um, <laughs> but look, he didn't look terrible. The dude, if the, the, the guy could have putted at all, at all this weekend, he would have done a lot better. And he still, he, dude, he still scored, he still did well, still, still did great for DK. Um, same type of course, he's out there. Like, I'll give Leashwood another go. All
1: right, let me try and make the case for anyone who wants to buy into the Leash and Height this week. You know, you know, I'm gonna vomit out mouth doing this, <laughs> but so he did gain. Over a stroke per round with his irons last week. That's very encouraging. I mean, that was something that wasn't really going well. I mean, he putted terribly, he's been putting terribly for about six months. You know, listen, putting is variable. It could turn around. You know, he's a good mid iron player. That, and I think that's the reason why he has one of the best course histories here. So, yes, I mean, it, I think last week you were a little ambitious, you know, trying to get on leashman, you know, at that time, trying it to catch it the market. Out.
0: Worked fine. Worked fine. Chase
1: the market. Nobody was on leashman last week. It, no, you're trying to catch the market napping by taking him. Oh,
0: right. Correct. I was like, i chasing anybody. <laughs> I was trying to well, get in front.
1: <laughs> uh, regardless. I mean, listen, I think this week might l- work a little better for you. If you want to catch the na- market napping, I-, I still,
0: I need, still, see,
1: still need more. I, I, I need to see something like, listen, like, why is he 7,900 bucks? Besides the fact he's Mark Leishman.
0: I mean, that's it. Cause I, it, if, his okay was, if his name was,
1: if his name was CT pan, he's not 7,900 bucks and he's putting the same stats as Leishman <laughs> has been. So right. I, I one's a different pedigree, sir. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> all right. Listen. some other guys listen, I like Siwoo Kim too. Um, you know, Pan Gazire had a really nice fall. He's a former winner of Sony Open. He's been on Bermuda grass culcours. I like him too. Greer's always really good here. Uh, you know, I'm a little nervous about the putting, but I mean he could definitely ball strike his way into, you know. A good finish. You now he's kind of like a poor man's Boracaw, basically, as far as just really a ball striker, terrible putter. So that could work. You know, JT Poston always eats up these Bermuda grass golf courses. I like him. Tom Hogie is another name I kind of like. He's been popping up a little bit too. He is just a solid player. So I mean, if he, ca- I, I think he can, you know, post like a decent finish. You know, here, um, Sep Straka has been a guy who's been the popular low seven thousand dollar guy. I mean, word of caution on him is like while the ball striking the putting. Numbers, there's high upside. He hasn't been the best on Bermuda services. So, I mean, though a lot of his numbers might be just because it's been on bent. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, Charlie Hoffman had a really nice fall. You know, he's kind of that vanilla grizzle veteran that might end up being like 20th, 25th, you know, at the end of the week, but he's only 7,000 bucks. So that's actually, you know, we'll do it for you. And then yeah, I want like Henrik Norlander. The stats look good on him. He missed three straight cuts end his year. So I mean, listen. It is New Year, so maybe he gets out to a better start if he he can find the form he found back in the summer. I think he's a good fit here.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than Munez, Griot is pretty chalky too. He's at like thirteen percent. Anytime Griot is chalky, I'm typically out. He looks like he's putting on ice. Like no matter where he's playing, like it's just putting on ice. He has no idea where it's going, what it's doing. You're right. He's a great ball striker, but. I don't know yeah, him, Chalky. Now you said you were going to touch on Smith. You didn't touch on him at all. Uh, he's pretty chalky too. Uh, why don't you? What What do you think about Smith this week? No, I touched on Neesmith.
1: No, Is I mean, he? listen, he's a stacked guy. You know, he it's had a great guy. fall. Right. Yeah, he's had a great fall. You know, he's pretty good on Bermuda. You know, he's good upside with the Irons and putting. But listen, he's one of those guys that pops in Fantasy National, and that's why everybody's on him. Otherwise, no one would even know what he looks like. I mean, he doesn't even have a profile
0: picture on DraftKings. <laughs> I don't even know what How he funny looks- is that? How funny is that? that he yeah, is. I don't even know what he looks like. He's going
1: to be one of the most popular players in DraftKings despite having no picture
0: there. So. <laughs> what do you think about uh, just completely fade Cam Davis?
1: Yeah, I mean, I. I, I like Cam Davis to the idea of like a top twenty bet. Yeah. But I mean, as far as DraftKings, everybody's gonna be on him. Like that can go either way. Like I'd rather blow like a four to one top twenty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Like all right, throw
1: that away. As far as like ruining a DraftKings lineup, so yeah, I'm probably I'm probably out on him.
0: Uh, okay. This week. All right, I'm fine with that. Um, all right, before uh, before we go dumpster diving, man, we haven't been dumpster diving like real dumpster diving uh, in a while. It's, uh, it's been a while since, uh, we actually have a full field now. Now we have some true who, 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 who is that? And then you gotta like Google them and look at their PGA stuff. Uh, gotta let you know that we're brought to you by better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what? Dgens only care about sports betting. The best part is, is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports gambling podcast slash DTV or com slash BTV. So you don't miss out on any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification. Every time a new SGPN video is posted uh, last week, I was on there showing my pretty face. We did. Uh, I pushed to hit the JT. We didn't hit either of our outrights uh, but it's still profitable. I think I gave it another uh, matchup winner too. I can't remember. We did two pushes, two wins and the outrights rights are whatever. I mean, hit the outright, then we're doing cotwheels, bro. Um, and then, uh, so listen, just make sure you go to sports slash BTV to subscribe to our better than dot Vegas page today. That's sports btv slash the, the, um, yeah, I didn't really know how it worked, man. So I was like, how many of these am I supposed to give out? So I watched a couple of videos, and I was like, "Well, this guy talked for seven minutes. This guy talked for two minutes." I was like, "I'll give like six picks." <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know what it was. So yeah, we'll just short, sweet, just- and with how fast you talk, you probably gave up like fifteen picks in like thirty seconds. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is hey, true. I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what I sound like on one and a half speed on the podcast.
1: I mean, probably we sound like at 10:30 p.m. on the Masters podcast when we're at <laughs> 88 gentics.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> all right. so, so dumpster diving, man. So there's only a couple guys. Uh, and, and like I, we touched on at the top of the podcast, like Gim jumped out to me uh, just because like I tagged him in like year-long stuff. Um, but he is so chalky at 10%. That's tough. Uh, like we said, Malmadi if you want a cut maker, uh, my boy, shank, I can, I can see your eyes rolling now. Uh, cause that's what he does. He makes cuts. He's not good. He's not going to do anything, but hopefully make the cut for you. Uh, but I like Oppenheim again, cause he is such a good putter. Uh, if he can just make, if he can just make the cut, I feel like he could make some noise on the weekend. Um, and then West Bryant, like I, everybody forgets about West Bryant. He's still on the, whatever it is, the injury, whatever exemption or whatever you call it. And dude's good. Like he's good. Like he top 10, I think the last time we talked about him,
1: we're going to say my thoughts about West
0: Brian for a little bit. So, and <laughs> by the way,
1: uh, usually walk away when uh, we do a little segment, um, you're going to sit down because I need to talk to you about him. So you're you're saying that chair. You're not going to go get another drink. So all right,
0: well listen. You, I, well, I'm going to go get my beer now. You talk about you okay. go talk about you talk about the six Ks. And all right. So I'll,
1: I'll just I'll just have a little fireside chat <laughs> with the audience here just by myself. All right.
0: Fireside all right. fireside fireside with Steve. Yes. Yeah, so
1: there we go. So one uh, w- one of the things that's kind of weird looking at this under seven thousand range, I remember looking at a couple of these weak fields in the fall events, and there was a lot of guys under seven thousand dollars I liked, and I mean I I would think, excuse me, that. You know, listen, this is a stronger field. There's some guys at the top, push some little better names down below, you know, 7000 bucks. I, this is ugly. I mean, there, there's not, excuse me, a, a whole lot to really deal with. And I think that's kind of why everyone's kind of gravitating towards the same guys because there's not really a whole lot to pick from. So, I mean, listen, Doug Gim, I love Doug Gim. I think he's a really talented young player. I think he's going to really come into his, his own this year. Um, but everybody's on him. So, you know, that's not great. I mean, Brian Stewart's got a really good history of these types of golf courses. He was hitting the ball pretty well, you know. In the fall, he's a good putter. I mean, that could be an option, but I think he's pretty popular too, just because it's Brian Stewart on Bermuda grass golf course. Michael Thompson, you know, he played last week, and I mean, it didn't really go so great for him. But I mean, just at his core, he's been his irons a little better lately. He's a decent putter. He doesn't have a great course history here, but I mean, we're kind of just, you know, we're basically a little desperate right now. So, like, I mean, like, you know. Pierre is like an our name down here, just because we did in the fall. Is, is it over for him though? I mean, I think he kind of struggled a little bit, you know, after what was it, the uh, the Sanderson or the uh, no, the Shriners when Shriners. he was really good, yeah. and then he was first round leader at Bermuda, and then kind of ever since then he has been good. I think people are still kind of remember his, you know, what he did there. I, I don't know, is it over? I'm not sure, but um, you know, Andrew Putnam is like a name down here because he's done well at the Sony before. You know Bryce Garnett typically does well these types of events and these types of golf courses. And then you know Michael Gligich, you know he was pretty popular in the fall. He did okay, but I mean honestly, looking at where these are, I am definitely taking more of an approach as we are doing a balanced build because yeah. I don't really want to be down here all that much under seven thousand bucks. And the guys I like, everyone's going to be on anyway, so I would rather probably you know take one guy at the top and then. There's a lot of guys in the $8,000 range. I like some, and then, you know, a couple guys in 7,000 bucks. And I mean, there's a lot of guys I like in that range. I can definitely diversify that way. Yep. And that can just kind of just avoid this,
0: you know, trash heap down here. <laughs> it really is dumps the diamond this week. It is. And and look, the frustrating thing about this range is this going to be like two guys who just like show up, you know what I mean? The problem is, is picking through all this garbage to figure out you know, uh, where the, where the monopoly ticket is. That's going to get me the, the Corvette, right? Like, we, 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 who are they? Like, and I heard you talk, I, I was sitting back down when you were talking right before we were talking about uh, Malnati and he's chalky too. Like, how can you play a chalky Malnati? How can you do that? You can't, you just can't. No, Cause it's Peter Malnati with the bucket hat. <laughs> he does have a stupid bucket hat. He does. <laughs> all right. So, all right, man. So uh, we dumped the dive, gave it out. I mean, I, I kind of, I mean look, so if you're making three lineups, right, for anybody new who's listening, um if you're making three lineups, make at least one a balanced build. And then you can do stars and scrubs if you want. This week I would say two balance builds, one star stars and scrubs, just because the scrubs are really scrubs, right? I mean look, this certainly isn't the worst tournament we've ever covered, but there was some uh uh, there was some trash uh, at the bottom of this and there's no shot of half of them making it. And the ones that do have the shot, are going to be chalky as shit. And they're not going to be worth owning. They're really not. Right. So I feel like a bounce ball is probably the way to go. So, I mean, if you were going to have to start your lineup with one guy, your, your lock, who you starting your lineup with this week, I always seem like I'm starting with burger this week. I have a really good feeling okay. about him. Like he's
1: 10,000 bucks. I, I mean, I I'm high on him I'm really high on him. And I mean, there's so many signs that like, he's going to have another really strong finish and be running contention. And he's only 10,000 bucks. So like that, that's the guy I'm definitely, you know, grabbing towards. I mean, I wish he wasn't as popular as everybody is, but, and I got to find ways to diversify other than that. But like, that's a dude where I know the ball striking's there. I know he can light it up on the greens. Like that's, that's someone I feel very confident starting a lineup with.
0: Okay, all right, I like it. Uh, yeah, so I, I love Burger this week too. Um, Sunjay is probably gonna be, I'm gonna be way overexposed on Sunjay. If I do 20 lineups, he's probably gonna be in like a- 13 to 14. A- every, no, no, every,
1: like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, people are people are going like Morikawa, Sunjay, Neman, oh, yeah, yeah. Sanjay, like, yeah. and Sanjay has been like the second guy in a lot of lineups. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be everywhere. And people are starting to up with the song J two, just cause it's 9,800 bucks.
0: So yeah, no, yeah. I, listen, I, I love a, I love a burger uh, in lineup, uh, which I may or may not have already in the DJ's league. Uh, so, so, all right. So, all right. So give us your big short. I have a feeling you're going to yell at me. Uh, I,
1: so. I I am
0: going to yell at you. <laughs> okay. Go ahead.
1: And, I, and, I, and I'm going to yell at everybody who keeps listening to these mainstream podcasts. Cause they, all of them said the same thing this week. You know, like when they go down to the $6,000 and I know there's a lot of bad names on there. It's kind of tempting to go to this guy, but it's Wesley Bryan. And I need to tell everybody and get somebody, you know, all you people, a cold dose of reality on this guy. So do you know, when's the last time, do you think he said a measured round on the PGA tour as far as like, actually like capturing what he's done?
0: Oh shit. The way you're saying it, um, 26 months. No, it's not that much. Dude, okay. he played like I, last- I know, but I don't know. I couldn't remember if he want a top ten at like the Dominic event where we don't get any fucking data or Okay. October.
1: Okay. That's the last time he actually had a measure. Now listen, he was T twelve there. But all and like and listen. A lot of people want points. They're like, oh, always accurate. He's a good wedge player. But what you're, people aren't factoring in is that he missed the cut by a mile at Mayakoba. He missed oh, the yeah. cut by a mile at Bermuda. None of that is factored in. And to cobble together his last four tournaments, you have to go all the way back to the Travelers. Now listen, like listen. He's a great story. He came back from injury. He played very well coming back. But it's such a small sample size and people are making these grand sweeping assumptions that he's this great iron player, he's a great ball striker, that he's accurate. Let me tell you about some of his accuracy by the way. In 2018 he was 168th in driving accuracy, 108th in green regulation. In 2017 he was 130th in driving accuracy, 183rd in green regulation again. Dude has never been accurate. And just because he had four tournaments where he was hitting a bunch of greens, you know, hitting some fairways, great, that's awesome. But he was awful to end the year. He hasn't really done anything to prove it. And there's a reason why he's sixty three hundred bucks. And a lot of people are trying to be smart and say, Yeah, I'm gonna Leslie, Leslie Bryan. This guy hasn't proved shit. All yeah. right. Listen, he won the heritage back in twenty seventeen. What what wasn't he famous because he's he's he does those like Instagram videos or YouTube videos, like he's part of the Bryan brothers or something. I don't I don't even know.
0: No idea. But like listen or too old for Instagram. Like get you get put on a list if uh, somebody my age gets on Instagram.
1: I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> I, I think he was probably like the like trick shot I don't know, whatever. The point point being is he was a name on all these mainstream podcasts this week and just, they're lying to everybody by about <laughs> over, like just building it up. He still has a lot to prove. He hasn't really done much of anything.
0: Yeah. He doesn't I mean, it I don't just, think I said all those things. I just said he's cheap, but I think he's worth a shot. <laughs> this is me just being mad, just hearing
1: about this stuff and getting and gathering intel for you guys and just hearing Wesley, Bryant, Wesley, Bryant, Wesley, Bryant. when the fact really that they, they conveniently miss, they conveniently leave out the fact he's missed three of his last four cuts and two of those aren't even shot link measured events and they're not captured in anything.
0: Was he really that, was he really getting talked out that much? Yeah, he was. That's funny. He, He was the last
1: guy mentioned in the $6,000 range on every, everybody this week. Well then,
0: (laughs) all right, well, fuck him then, but I'm still going to probably play him a little bit. (laughs) Um, all right. So this is a new segment for us. We used to do, uh, we used to do, um, a different sponsors thing. So, uh, but we're doing the one and done this year. Uh, we're doing the, 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 whatever it is, the Pat Mayo, Cup or whatever it's called, um, and so we'll be uh, we'll be in that. We got two teams, and uh, you're gonna hear us argue or, or spitball and try to figure out who you want to use. Uh, and this is my first time doing a one and done. I've heard it. I've always wanted to do it. I'm pretty fucking excited about it. Um, Steve, how many have you done one and done before?
1: I have, but I mean, I'm familiar with the process and what you really need to do. But I mean, basically, in something like this, a large tournament, yeah, you gotta basically pick the winner every week. Right. So I mean there's there's sounds kind of a couple me, schools baby. of sounds easy. We got this. There's kind of a couple of schools of thought here. Either you want to get out of the gates, pretty Hot. big. Maybe this might be an opportunity to maybe go a little bold, a little off the wall, just because there is a lot of time to still make it up. Um so I, I think probably the first thing we gotta do is go over the candidates this week. So I mean, obviously the chalkier names are gonna be Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Sung Jay. Yep. I think most one and done's Entries are probably going to gravitate towards those guys because they're pretty safe. They have
0: good histories on Bermuda. What are you What are you waiting to save them for other than Simpson on the window?
1: Well, I mean, Sung I think you can use a lot of places. I mean, yeah. he's good on basically every. Like I could, like I can see me him use, using him like the Valspar or going back to Honda with him. Um, I mean, burger, I think is a little more like if I'm like he's going to play a little stronger fields, and I'm going to look at it and just be like, oh, you know, burgers, the field. Oh, well, you know, so like, it's DJ- right. Yeah. So it's DJ, so it's Bryson, right? Um, I mean, Kevin Kisner is another one I think is gonna be popular this, you know, this week too. But I mean, he even he's someone that like at like Heritage or like you know, even like the Canadian Open or something, like he's typically right. is good with that. Um, he's in their, you know, maybe some people use Joaquin Neiman as well, just because we did last week. I think I want to save him just because I think he's gonna be good at a lot of types of golf courses. Um, so you know, I'll see him there. Russell Henley, I think, might be in you know. People trying to get under the rares just because it would did last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you want to go really bold, try and like, you know, shoot for the moon. Um, and if you think Zach Johnson's going to get back in the
0: <laughs> circle. No, God Christ. No,
1: no. Come I on, mean, man. the guy played really good in the fall and yeah, that was kind of a sneaky pick.
0: Yeah. It'd be mean, sneaky pick, but uh, he's not doing, you really think ZJ can win this fucking tournament? Like, no, really?
1: I, I, I don't, but I mean, if you're maybe in, I don't know, I have, you're in like maybe like 150 person pool or something like a smaller one. And like, you can be a little edgier, save some guys towards the end and you yeah. want kind of, you know, sneak it past people. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could see him pick it, finishing like top 10, top five, get you off to like a good start, but in a big one, in a big pool like this, where you need winners, you need top fives, probably I, I, I would spend your bullets right now Okay, know, and do it. So, uh, so uh, that's I'll, my, so that's my take. So, so my, where I'm leaning for mine And then I will bounce it off you. I am thinking Daniel Berger this week for mine. I mean, just because I'm high on him. And just like we mentioned, there's going to be a lot of tournaments where like he kind of fits a lot of them, but there's always going to be, I feel like a guy down the road. We're like, well, I'm going to take him here. Right. So I, I, you know, I, I like what I see out of him. I like his form. Coming in as far as like what it's setting up for, I think there's gonna be a big positive regression with putting. I kind of want to be on that when it happens. So right. burger is gonna be my share. So who who's gonna
0: be yours? Well, I mean, I literally have uh burger as my number one, M as two, Palmer as three, and I had Morikawa as four. So we're b- definitely not both going burger. No, in the first one. Um you scare me with Maury with the fucking magic button number we got to get to. Well, I think there's places down the road too. That we could use him too, right? And then, like you said with Sanjay, I feel like Simpson needs to be at the Wyndham, right? I mean, I just feel like, but I feel like everybody will play him at the Wyndham, but I don't know. I feel like everybody's going to play him here too. There's a um, lot of places we can
1: play Webb down the road. I mean, you can play him at like St. Jude. You can play him at.
0: What do you think about Palmer. He's won here, played good last week, top five upside. See, I kind of want to see him for like a Texas course. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah fuck man. Um, this, this is your call though. I mean, I, I,
1: I just answer questions, but this, this is a, uh,
0: you know, you, you control this share of it. Oh yeah, I know. And it's just, so you're using burger. I wanted to use burger. Should have went first. The, <laughs> the, um, all right. So I think I think people are going to use kids. Where else can we use fucking kids at? You
1: can use Kisner Heritage. You can use it like the Canadian open. You can use them at, you know, Detroit golf club, um, you can use them with Wyndham. Uh-oh. You know, if you use web before that, uh, you can use a Valspar. you can use them. There, there's a lot of places you can use Kisner. So <sighs>
0: what about answer, where else can we use answer? Have we play any tournaments down in Mexico other than, so uh,
1: they actually moved the WGC Mexico. They it's moved no it. no longer there. It's actually going to be, uh, at concession
0: in uh where is that? It's uh south of Tampa. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cool. Maybe I'll go watch the WGC. It's, it's wide open down here. Uh <laughs> go down there and get on the get on the course. Um
1: I mean you can use him down the Texas golf courses too. He's been pretty good there.
0: So I guess it's between I guess it's really between answer this is riveting fucking podcasting. I'm sure. Uh, answer <laughs> Munez and you're going to go Munez one
1: Listen, and done. I mean, when the fuck else am you I going to use You scolded him? me for Zach Johnson?
0: Yeah, I you know. know but when Munez else am Munez I going to fucking don't. use him? You took the guy once he to use. Now I'm all fucking flustered. Uh, so <laughs> Ryan, so, so I guess it's between Palmer Munez and answer for me. Uh, how do you think Nima going to be popular? No, I mean I think Web Berger, and M are gonna be the most popular names. Right. Um All right, as of right now I'm gonna go with Palmer. That's a good choice. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Palmer. Fuck it. Uh I'm gonna go with Palmer. Okay we'll see. We'll see if it works. All right. So, uh, well, that was, uh, that was fun. We promise we'll be faster next week uh, without so much awkward silence. I'll have more names. Uh, um, all right. So before we get to the, uh, to the betting card, uh, we got to let you know that we're brought to you by uh, better edge, better is a better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. And since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 States. Plus we get weekly contests going uh, with them for our listeners. Uh, There's a they're back with a divisional playoff round competition. Ten dollars to enter. Each user will start with a balance of a thousand to wager on multiple events. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free ten dollar bet. That's B E T T O R Edge.com. Promo code SGP. All right, cool. So I got the divisional round one. And I'll jump in on that one because I felt like I missed out on on last weekend's because I was too busy. But uh, I'm gonna get into this one. Um, all right, man. So. That cat kind of time. Where do we want to start?
1: Well, why don't we give off what he wants? And uh, it, <laughs> if, if anyone's new, by the way, Moonoff uh, is a uh, fan of ours in the Slack channel, and he is a first round uh, leader expert.
0: Fucking idiots. Yeah, like, and I, I'm not calling me an idiot, but Jesus, he's like Rain Man with that shit. It is fucking ridiculous. I think like, he uh, hits like I think he hits fifty percent. Oh, he hitting he's hitting
1: fifty percent on guys who are like 40, 50 to one. Are, yeah,
0: right. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's it's insane. Like he really is Rain Man with that shit. It cracks me the fuck up. Uh, All right, so wh- why don't we start with first round leader?
1: So the last five years, um, we got Kyle Moore, last year for Star Wars sixty five. Um, something called Adam Svensson. <laughs> Yeah, he 61 here. I cannot tell you a single thing about Adam Svensson. So,
0: so uh, if I you can't tell if you can't tell somebody anything about him, nobody can.
1: No, I mean, listen, I'm rain man of you know the entire <laughs> golf you know industry, and I don't even know who this guy. Is. So, but he yeah, just 61. So that's great. Uh, a little more mainstream. Uh, the Year before that, Chris Kirk and Zach Johnson pulled two guys who've done really well. Wiley 63 is there. Year before that. Justin Thomas had a 59 on his way to a minus 27 winning score. And then we had a five way shootout uh, the year for that between Brant Snedeker, Kevin Kisner, Morgan Hoffman, VJ Singh and Ricky Barnes. Uh, they all shot 63. So, I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys on this list, you know, say for Adam Svensson, who you would probably expect to do very well. Why you know, a lot of you those suspects, you got your Zach Johnson's, Chris Kirks, Brant Snedeker's, Kevin Kisner. So all those guys, you know, are pretty good mid iron players they can get hot with a putter. So that's kind of the, you know, a theme to, you know, where I'm going first on leader. So uh, since I kind of saw your thunder one and done, so why don't you kick it off
0: as far as who you like? So Siwoo seventy five, right? Anytime I'm talking about like longer range irons, like uh, for some reason he, that's it. I'm gonna play Seewu and uh, Morikawa. His odds are shitty, but I feel like listen, JT's odds were shitty last weekend, and we sprinkled a little bit. and Thank God I did because I basically covered uh, the rest of my stupid first round leader bets that did not work. Um, so Morikawa, I also like Palmer, and as I talk shit about Scott, but I I like Scott at forty to one uh, as well. Okay. Those are interesting. Well, we did, we covered
1: no, those guys. Uh, so Web Simpson is is 20 to one for first round leader. He, he gets off to really fast starts and that's kind of a, I like that price, so okay. twenty to one. Uh, I mean, I got three guys at forty-five to one. I feel like you can get off fast starts. You know, Zach Johnson, Brendan Todd, Lanto Griffin, who you hate. this <sighs> week. But I mean, all those guys can pour on birdies. I like their fit of the golf course. You know, I think that's they can have to get starts. Pan Kazier, sixty-six to one. He's good form here. He was red hot in the fall. You know, he's you know he's he puts pretty well. The iron play started coming around a little too in the fall. I like that. Your boy, Rory Sabatini, 75 to one, you know, he, he's got some really, really, you know, strong showings in the fall, you know, pouring in lots of birdies, you know, he's got a good history here. I like him. And then Brian Stewart, one seventy-five to one, I think he can start off to
0: a really good start. Uh, So I missed one. So I, I, I I was kicking around Sabatini and I I went with Straka at 90 to one instead. I like Straka too. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's a, that's, that's more money. Let me try that one. That's that's how, that's how my brain works. When I put these goddamn first round lead events in. Um, all right. So top tens, who you, you got,
1: kick it off or you only kick
0: me on I'll kick it off. I don't give a shit. Palmer plus three thirty, Muniz plus 500. And then I'm going to take a cheapie with uh, well, I thought it was a cheapie until you literally terrified me with this putting stat. I'm going to have nightmares about this tonight. Morikawa at plus plus one twenty. Okay. Uh Sanjay M's plus two hundred for a top ten. Uh I'm gonna lock that up. I don't how think the fuck he's gonna did I miss that one.
1: I don't think he's gonna win, but I think he's gonna finish top ten. So I like him there. Russell Henley's plus three fifty. That that's too low for what how good a ball striker he is. I don't care if he's not the strongest putter. The I can ball strike his way to a good top ten finish. So at plus three fifty,
0: I'm gonna take a stab at that. Oh, I like that. Damn, I can't believe I, I can't believe I missed it. What did you say? Oh, I'm looking for it right now. I I, I saw a plus two hundred on him this week. Right, so all right, you take off the next one while I'm looking a bit lib. All right, top so top one. 20. I, really
1: <laughs> say, I, I, I like Lanto this week. So he's plus 200 for a top 20 finish. I like him there. You know, Kazire, that's another guy who I like this week. He's plus 275. And then if you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I put in our 10 guys that range from anywhere from like plus 250 to plus 650 for a, t- for a top 20. So, you know, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. My picks are up already. If you want to see the rest of the top 20 list, you know, go there.
0: Yeah, that's a a nice plug and definitely a good resource to go uh, check out. Never mind coming over the Slack channel. Yeah. So I I'm showing Sunday at uh, 16 right now, 16 to one for a top 10. Okay. So maybe they came up a little bit. Yeah. Still not bad though. Yeah. Shit. My number, my number dropped on, uh, on Maury too. Okay, sweet. Whatever. Um, All right. So mine uh, Leishman plus 200 and see, and see who give at plus two seventy. I don't, I don't really like the top 20 bets too much. Like the, the odds aren't great. Like I'm a degenerate man. Like I, I like a good payout. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But
1: like, that's one where you can kind of scare shot the board and like, I mean, I kind of like doing like eight to 10 and then if only like, i like to do that. Or if only, payout. if you, if you spread it out right with the units, if you hit like, like four hit, you're making money. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listen, it's not as degenerate as what you might like, but for someone who just likes to make money, yeah. which listen, is the goal of gambling, I'm fine with just doing that
0: exercise. I'm fine with grinding and, and all that stuff and, and, and realizing where I need to hedge and, and what I need to do. And listen, if you don't think I do the math before I lay out the bets, like you're out of your mind, like I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, but I also like to I like to say, I like, to, I like to get that rush of the payout. You know what listen, I mean? Listen. I,
1: I I am Kanish and uh, you're worm from Rounders. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> the, um, all right. So matchups, you started the last one. So I'm literally, I, I the, the two, my two favorite uh, are Neiman minus one Oh five over a and Sanjay minus minus one hundred twenty five over Hadeki. Thank you all day, every day. And I swear to God, if fucking he shows up this week, if he, if, if a shows up this week, I might have a stroke. Like I might have a legit stroke. Are you concerned that that one just seems so automatic? Yes. That? That's exactly okay. why I, That's why it's like, it's like, what do you know? Like what is happening? Like, like, uh, Be- but whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, no, like I'm taking those. And then uh, you might even like this one as much Codic. as you, as much as you poo poo leashman plus plus one twenty five oh a who look like an absolute mess of a man other than one round this weekend. I would probably
1: endorse that. Ha-ha. If only because I saw Leishman actually hit his irons better. And honestly, I, I I'm out on co Crack at this point. Oh uh, yeah. and I think the market's starting to sour on him too right now. So yeah,
0: so I can't wait to jump back on him as soon as they completely sour on him. Um, and then I got Siwoo uh, Oh, over my boy breaks my hat to say it, Keeks. Sorry, man. Okay.
1: All right. So I, I, I like Zach Johnson plus one ten over Sergio. I've talked about both guys tonight. I really like Zach Johnson just because of what he showed the fall. He fits a good fit for this golf course. I don't really like where Sergio's game is at this point of his career. Zach Johnson's the underdog. I don't really get it, so I'm going to take him there. Adam Scott minus one ten over Billy Horschel. I talked about both again this week. I think Adam Scott can is flying a little bit under the radar. You know, I think he ball strike his way to a good finish. Billy Horschel, I just don't like anything of what he's done ever since the Wyndham. So you know, I'll take Adam Scott there. Taylor Gooch minus one ten over Carlos Ortiz. I'm high on Gooch this week. As far as Ortiz, he showed really nothing. Capalua, and I and I think he still has a little bit of buzz com, coming from you know when he won in Houston, and he, you know when he won in Myakka. But I mean, other than those two finishes, like over the last year, he hasn't really done much. So I'm going to take Gooch over him. Did he have any
0: three top tens coming in?
1: He had two top tens. It was a Houston he won, right. and then Mayacoba.
0: Okay,
1: but he did the same thing in 2019 where he did finish as well oh, yeah, those right. two terms, and then just wasn't very did good. Not, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So I, just, I just want to make sure I make sure I didn't have my stats fucked up. No, you're you're right. He came in high coming to Capaloo and he was kind of a little bit of a sleeper, and he just did nothing. And honestly, I, I, I need to see more consistency out of him. And I think Taylor going to have a good week. And then, uh, listen, I know we both don't like Cam Davis all that much, but he's 115 with Brandon Grace, uh-huh. and Brandon Grace just I, like I, like I, I'm worried that Leishman is heading down the Grace road, where uh-huh. I know he's done. Brandon Grace is done. Right. And listen, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me on Monday when I see that he <laughs> wags the four over Davis. But Cameron Davis only one minus one fifteen over Grace. I am gonna take that head to head.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that at all, man. Uh, I don't mind that at all. All right. So uh so wrapping up here, uh, before we, uh, give our final outrights, uh, have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They got top-notch customer service going 24 seven, some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head is offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com/sgp, that's ACE per slash SGP. That's spread.com/sgp. All right, so outrights we got. All
1: right, well, I mean, I've I've used enough auction tonight about the, talking about Daniel Berger and you know he's sixteen yep. to one. I just got a feeling about him. I, I I think he get a second win in the last year, so I like him there. Um, I, I got to feel about Abe answer too. Uh, I don't love. The price, but it's just a gut feeling that I think he's going to finally win on the PJ Tour. I like what he saw at Kapalua, the rounds three and four. I like his putting outside. I think he can get it done here. I like Kevin Kisner from the standpoint of an outright instead of DraftKings, you know, because it's 33 to one. If that doesn't hit, eh, well, say La vie. I got another long shot, so, you know, <laughs> that can make up for it. You know, I just need right. it to win. If it doesn't, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's, the stats are look good on him. He has a good course fit for here and it's thirty three to one. I, I like that. I, I mean, Brendan Todd's fifty five to one. I don't understand why he's still on flying under the radar here. Uh, I like him too. And then just some other long shots, you know Taylor Gooch, ninety to one. J.T. Uh, posted 125 to one. You know, I know he's got the putting upside. Like he could pull like a Kevin Na did back at the Shriner's a couple of years ago and gain like 15 strokes putting and run away with it. And then Sep Strzok at 150 to one. And he's a, you know he's a DFS darling this week, yep. but at 151, I don't really care. You know, so uh, those are the guys I like as
0: outrights. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the posted one too. Did we did we say him for first round leader? Uh, I may have. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind him for first round leader either. Uh, so sat with the short odds. Uh, I like uh, I like Sanjay. I like Burger as well, but he's dropped down to fourteen and I didn't bet him yet, so I probably won't. Um I got Sanjay at a little higher number. Um I like Palmer, uh, and then I like Munez. And I got him at fifty five. I think he's down to like forty five now. Uh, and then for, as far as like the long shots go, I like C room at 75. Jesus Christ, man. I feel like I bet him every fucking tournament. So I bet him every fucking tournament. You do. Jesus Christ. I gotta, I gotta, When's I gotta, the last I gotta, time he won players championship. <sighs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> the, um <laughs> so fuck No, He won another tournament. It wasn't the last year. He won a fucking tournament. Wasn't it last year.
1: No, oh, no. He should have won the window and they broke your heart.
0: Oh, and then right. barely yeah, Horschel broke, broke, broke both our hearts cocksucker. That's right. Um, all right. Fuck. I, maybe I need CW in a at least on the betting side, not the, uh, not the draft king side. Um, why, right. do, why don't you just bet him top 10 this week?
1: <sighs> why, why don't you just start there,
0: bro? If, if I bet him top 10 and he wins,
1: isn't he like four to one for a top 10 um, or, you know, he's probably
0: more, he's probably like six or seven to one. Yeah. He's probably six, seven. Fine. I'll do the top 10. Fuck. I'm still gonna sprinkle a little outright. Uh and the uh and then for like my long shots, uh, other than Siwoo, uh I like uh, I like it. like you said, and I took Doug Gim. I think I was drunk. <laughs> I think I was drunk after <laughs> something. I took Doug Gim. He's like 155 to one when I grabbed him. That is money on fire. Maybe I can sell it on Prop swap or something. I mean for even
1: uh, that's a terrible phrase of Doug Gim. <laughs> I
0: mean, looks, I like Doug Gim. Bro. Yeah, man. I know I hear you. That's why I was like, Oh shit Whoa. I think it was, I was like, wait, because like, I'm scrolling through my shit. And I'm like, what? Oh, I, I bet Doug Gim. <laughs> like, God damn it. And that, that kids is why you uh, don't bet and drink late, late at night. That's what happens there. Good God. I'm a fucking degenerate. All right. Anyway. Uh, so that'll, that, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll do it for the Sony. Uh, I'm looking forward to this week come to the Slack channel boys. Uh, lots of great content there. Steve always dropping knowledge for, you know, uh, he'll, he'll get you uh, pre Thursday, get you any last minute updates. And then after he crunches all that data from Thursday, he goes, great matchup props. Who We want to grab live, uh, things like that on Friday. Um, I yelling cuss. So, you know, entertainment all the way around. Uh, but yeah, come check it out. Uh, and yeah, uh, Steve, anything to add, baby?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, piggyback on that. Definitely come to the Slack channel. Uh, literally any request <laughs> I get as far as, you know, golf content, I will give. I gave out screenshots of oh everyone. Spam the game today. Yeah, everyone who gained at least 1.4 strokes per round putting at the Sony Open since 2010 because I was just asked and I was at work and I had free time for about five minutes. I decided to just do it. So listen. A- any questions you have, you have an you want to ask me about someone, I will give my honest opinion, you know, one way or the other, no sugarcoating here. So come to Slack channel and uh, join the community.
0: That's it, baby. And uh, we are a DJ community. Like I said, it's not just uh, golf on the Slack channel. You can slide into the NFL, all that other stuff. Uh, but listen, golf's where it's at. Uh, I mean, look, the NBA shutting down football's about to be over none of you Americans, unless you live in Boston or Minnesota, uh, bet on hockey. So uh, we're about to be the only game in town. So come show some love, come learn some shit, follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore Kappa. Uh, that's it, baby. Green screens come to the Slack channel. Talk to you DJs next week.